0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acne. I'm really excited about this episode. I went to LA and I got to meet the wonderful women of That's So Retrograde. And contrary to popular belief, it's not about mercury and retrograde. I mean, I'll let you guys find that out when you listen after this. But I asked what you wanted me to talk about before this episode and a little solo, and we're not going to spend too much time on this, but I'm going to address like five of your questions. So the first one was, how do you deal with a partner with different fitness mentalities? It's a great question. I feel like it's really hard actually to find a partner with the same fitness mentality a lot of the time, unless you're those partners who like run together like in the meme. My partner actually likes running. I like classes like SLT and all those things. And you don't have to like the same things. I think that's a little unrealistic. I think you just need to like, if you both like working out in general, that's great. My parents are so like idealistic about it. They go to the same workout class together, but like that's a little too, I think it can be too much. I think for me, when I work out, like, I don't want my partner to be seeing what I'm doing. But I will say Thanksgiving is is about to happen. And I know that my partner and I will be going on a turkey run, just honestly, just like a very quick run before we stuff our faces. But in general, I think, you know, unless one person refuses to work out and the other person really likes to, it's not an issue. And, you know, I think that, Eventually, hopefully both will work out just for their mental strength uh, so much more than physical because I think that's really important. Spending the holidays with your partner's family. I think, you know, especially if it's the first time, it can be nerve wracking. But obviously, you were invited for a reason. They like you or maybe even love you. And just, you know, take a deep breath. Don't drink too much. Don't Get too fucked up in general. Just be present and maybe bring some gifts for people, especially if they're kids. I think that's a really nice thought. You don't have to spend too much money. Just like little things really go a long way. And, you know, if you happen to be going on a vacation with them, just be really grateful. Make sure you thank them after every meal. And maybe you do something nice for them in exchange, like get them a massage if you can afford it or... Just be very helpful to them if they need you for anything. If you're staying at their home, make sure you're helping around the house, making your bed, helping with the dishes and and all that stuff. Someone asked me to talk about the good and bad about my relationship. It's so funny. This person keeps asking like intimate questions about my relationship, the same account. And I'm convinced it's someone on a fake account who just like wants to know or like maybe someone who knows. I don't know but I obviously there's good and bad in every relationship. I think I would be lying if I said my relationship was perfect. I think I've spoken about it multiple times and I'll speak about it on this episode with the girls of Mercury, <laughs> Mercury, the girls of that's so retrograde. So you'll hear it soon, but yeah, it's not perfect. I feel like I can really, you know, I love to start up with my partner and I love to create, I always love to start up with him before bed. I'm like, can you give me a massage? This was last night. I was like, can you give me a massage? Just like scratch my back. And he's like, no, I'm tired. And I'm like, you never give me a massage. You never do anything selfless for me. I just like, I went off and I just, because there's no reason. There's honestly no reason. He does tons of really nice things for me, but I don't know. Every now and then I just start up and I, I don't know why that is. And I'm every now and then he does things that really annoys me too. So I think that's a normal thing normalcy in relationships. I think we are a very independent couple, but I know that a lot of couples are not as independent and there can be issues. Like for example, this past weekend I had my friend's engagement party and it was his friend's birthday and we had to kind of like divide and conquer. And, you know, luckily that worked out for us, but I know a lot of situations where that can be an issue. I think it's important to discuss like what you're comfortable with And don't like pretend to be independent for a partner if you don't feel like they're on the same page as you, you know, you really have to both be understanding of what you both need and respect that. Someone said they're 25 and have a serious partner, but they have a divide with friends as a result. It's funny. I feel like I was on the other end of this. Like I was the friend a lot of the time who didn't understand why everyone only wanted to be with their partners and blah, blah, blah. And I was just being dramatic, honestly. Like, it wasn't like that. And I think 25 is a perfect age of where it kind of starts. Like, your friends are going to spend more time with their partner. Eventually, if it works out, they're going to marry that partner. And it's not about you. So just be a good friend to them. And if you are the person in the relationship feeling this buy with your friends that's okay. It'll pass. They'll get into a relationship and then they'll need you just as much as you felt like you needed them. But it's hard. Friendships change a lot in your twenties. And that's why so many of our parents' close friends are ones that they met later in life because that's just the way that it works. And then something lastly I want to talk about was Justin Timberlake was caught with his hand on a girl's knee. And I'm actually going to do a poll question about this because I wonder like, is there any situation in which it's okay or normal to have your hand on someone else's knee if you're not dating them? I don't know. I love him and he is an Aquarius, so I have a soft spot for him. But he has cheated in the past on Jessica Biel before they got married, and he sings about it in the song Mirrors. So, I don't know, maybe he was cheating again. They're an Aquarius Pisces match, which isn't the best. But who knows? I'm going to uh do a poll about it now. Okay, enjoy the episode. Oh, and before I get into the episode, I just want to let you guys know check out our Patreon. If you go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash we met at Acme, you can follow along with all the cool things that we're doing. You can get a hat. You can talk to me one on one for advice. You can support us and just what we're doing. And also, you'll get bonus episodes. It's really cool. Yeah. So this episode is great. I was in LA. I was staying at the W Hotel in Beverly Hills, which is amazing, by the way. You guys should really check it out. It's an awesome hotel and it's perfectly located. And no joke, there's an in and out walking distance from the hotel. So shout out to the W. Yeah. And then go to wemetatacme.com slash tour and get your ticket to our show in Washington, DC. If you live in the area, it's January 28th. We would love to see you.
2: I guess we need to do a 30-second ad spot for our podcast, That's So Retrograde. What should we say? How about we're best friends talking with experts of all kinds about women's health, self-care, CBD science, numerology, feng shui. And sometimes a celebrity friend stops by, too.
0: Ugh, oh, we're so L.A. Or should we just say it's a fun podcast about loving life, learning, and getting laid? Oh, and we need to say that it comes out with new episodes every Thursday on Dear Media. Do we say it's called That's So Retrograde? Yes, That's So Retrograde! Every Thursday on Dear Media.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Stephanie Simbari and Elizabeth Cott from That's So Retrograde. Hi. Hey guys. <laughs> in unison. Yeah, well, that's we did awesome. that. Well done. Yeah. Thanks for having bo- us. I can't believe we're in LA. It's it's so interesting to not be on the couch, but I also feel more professional. Yeah. Right. Real life. Yeah. Real life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how old are you guys and where are
0: you from? I'm 34 years old. And I'm from Westchester,
1: New York. Oh, mm-hmm. a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Love it. Which part of Westchester? Cortland Manor. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. My dad's from New Rochelle. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, what and about I'm you?
2: 34 and I'm from Birmingham, Michigan. Awesome. Just like man. a suburb of Detroit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know it. And so how did you guys meet? Tell us. Oh, I get to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, we
2: met. We had a bunch of mutual friends and we just met at a party years and years ago. It was, like, a very neat, cute scenario. Mm -hmm. I love it. And you've had
1: the podcast for, what, four years? going in
2: five years. Yeah, that's so cool. It'll be five years in February of
1: 2020. So you had a podcast when podcasts were only, like, news. We invented podcasts. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) We try not to take too much credit for it, but it was our
0: idea. You know, there was definitely podcasts around, like you said, like, news or, like, genre podcasts. Or, like, a lot of comedy podcasts. But— as, like, a recognizable medium that people considered, like, something real and a job and something respectable, definitely that was not a thing. hmm So it's been really cool to kind of see it become this, like, booming industry pretty much, like, overnight. Yeah. Like, really, I mean, four years is not a very long time. Right. Yeah.
2: We yeah. definitely—I remember feeling the shift. We were at South by Southwest, like, two, two or three years ago. Two years ago. And— I've had someone's reaction to me saying that I hosted a podcast was very excited and Mm. that I'd never had that reaction before. And but leave it to
0: someone at South by Southwest like nerd spring break. They know it's up. Right. But it wasn't trackable. Like I could say like when I because I was doing stand up and you know when I kind of decided to scale back on that and do the podcast people in the community were kind of like. Oh, cool, you're like gonna do a podcast. And then like those same people are like, Your podcast is thriving. Like, right. You know, a few always. years later. So always. I'm like, you know, you kinda gotta take the hit of like people sort of side
1: eyeing your you're going your own way. Totally And yeah. they always will. And they always will, for and sure. Your podcast is a mix of psychology and astrology. No. So not, that okay. is
0: – well, I mean, I guess in some times, but that right, specific right. – That was a recent That was episode. a recent episode of our guests. That's right. her kind of thing. Okay. So Ours how would is, you describe
1: that so retrograde?
0: I would say it's like a comedic exploration of all things wellness. Uh huh. But it's not like a satire of wellness. It's definitely right. us in earnest trying to be healthy and gather information and share it. But we're definitely not like – here to be very strict about it. Right. But the retrograde part has to do with yeah, so that
2: astrology. Astrology. Because yeah. we knew our first episode wanted to cover Mercury retrograde because we were super curious about that. And when we were brainstorming that first episode, Stephanie had tweeted, that's so retrograde. It was like a thing she was tweeting years when prior. When things were fucked up. Maybe. And… okay, that's so retrograde. Like, like it's so just annoying. like a funny, like, <laughs> levity-driven funny thing to say yeah and then levity driven funny thing to say
0: <laughs> but like, oh is this so recording something? sorry i just said that out loud i apologize are you all right um, <laughs> no um Jeez. just
2: putting words together just you know throwing it out there
0: the um, thing describing funny has never been like was <laughs> funny
2: you're laughing aren't you yeah so I, think, right. it, I think it landed <laughs> okay anyway so we knew that we thought oh let's call the first episode that's so retrograde mm. and then we both had this took pause for a moment and we both psychically connected and we were like no that's the title for the whole show yeah just because it just perfectly encapsulates our tone, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure.
1: So obviously, I mean, I'm going to ask your signs, but I've been doing my own deep dive. So I'm okay. pretty sure that, Stephanie, you're a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth, you're a Taurus, yeah. which mm-hmm. is so great. Sister signs. Mm-hmm. So, and you're like doing this together. So it's perfect to have opposite signs together. What are you? What do you think I am? Oh, this oh, is not my you, game. Oh, you hate this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not an astrologer
0: and I always guess wrong. And then it makes people think that I don't know anything about astrology. Well, do you? A little, yeah. I mean, I definitely study it, but like because of my understanding of like the way that people are many different signs, so, guessing yeah, a yeah. sun sign can be tricky because you actually present more like your rising
1: sign. Totally. Well, yeah. I'll tell you that I'm a sun. My sun sign is a cardinal sign. Okay. But my rising sign is Virgo. I like yeah, that. With a Capricorn moon. Ooh. So there's a lot of shit going on there. <laughs> <laughs> have you had your chart read? I have, yeah. And actually, I was just, I just texted my astrologer that read my chart, and I was like, can I make another appointment with you? Because shit is just fucked up right now, like, in my life. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, like, it's coming together, but I don't know if that has to do with Mercury and retrograde. Definitely. And, like, the full moon, but it has not been good recently. So mm-hmm. I, like, reviewed my notes for my last reading, and I was like, okay, it's time to come back. But do you need to go back? Like… I definitely love a refresh. We brought them on
0: speed dial, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but something about the retrograde that really helped me because I was kinda like, What in the fuck is going on? Like I felt like actually until this week, I was like, This is that shit crazy mm. like just inside and we talked about this on our last episode the description of like pulling the archery thing back in order to go forward i'm and sorry the, the bow
1: the, the, <laughs> the
0: bow and while we're calling people out on <laughs> the their ability thing. to form the sentences way, the fact that i knew what the word archery and not <laughs> the word bow is like <laughs> not, not normal um took a lot of C B Z today to comment. my bow period. and arrow yeah so you pull the bow back right goes all the way back in order to to release and go forward but right. in the in the interim you're like taking all these steps backwards and that's mm. totally what the retrograde felt like to me where I was like hold on I thought I like learned these lessons and I thought I was like overcoming this exact thing and yeah. then all of a sudden it was like I fell down a mountain mm-hmm. and then so it's just nice to remember that like nothing
1: is Permanent, Yeah, exactly. And it, just, it
0: is moving forward despite potentially feeling like it's moving backwards.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's like the lesson of retrograde. It's exactly. like relax because like things will get back it's to their… It's a review. Reason. Right, right. But it's funny because I was like, I always heard, you know, during retrograde, you always run into your exes and like people from the past show up. And I'm like, no one's showing up. But then every night when I go to bed, I have a dream that I'm back with another ex. A revisit. Whoa. Which is so weird. Yeah. What do you think that's about? <sighs> I mean, obviously I've Googled it 5,000 times, yeah. but I still don't really, I, I think it's uh, it has to just be retrograde stuff and just like, I don't know. Do you know what I would do if I were you? What?
0: I would wake up in the morning and as soon before you even Write like, it down. Yeah, yeah. Go fully back into the dream in your journal. Yeah. Because what ends up happening when you start journaling about it is you start recognizing what the pattern is and you start working it out with yourself. And then by like, if you do it two nights in a row by the third night, you're like, oh, like the thing that I'm supposed to
1: realize is this was like, what am I accessing? That's so smart. I I used to like, I used to not dream at all because I would smoke so much weed. Yeah. And now when I wake up and I have a dream, I'm like, oh, I remember that. So I just assume like I'll remember it later. No, it goes away so fast. Immediately. Immediately. It's, It's crazy. It's so annoying. It's I recently went back into an old journal and
0: read through some of the dreams I had written down, and I was so happy that I wrote it down just because in reflection,
1: I was like, oh, really? I could see exactly what I was working through. Yeah, that's so smart. I'm definitely going to do that. So we'll start with you, Elizabeth. What is your relationship status? Ooh,
2: I have been with my boyfriend for the past, like, four-plus years. We just moved in together
1: in June. Congratulations. Love it. So adult. So adult. So how did you guys meet? Is he your age? He's younger, Oh, I and love, I love that. And we met. Stephanie made it all happen. Really? She, I'm like, I am. She <laughs> um,
2: was dating my boyfriend's a comic and was dating his comedy partner. And that's
1: how we met. Wow, mm-hmm. I can't believe that you can date a comic. That's so brave. <laughs> <laughs> that is what so is brave. A, a chuckle fucker. A chuckle fucker. Yeah, that's me, baby. <laughs> I've done that. I, mean, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but it's entertaining. You well, he's it. an improv comic, so it's okay, different. That is he's different. not like a miserable. So you get it. The, the Mizzy mm-hmm. stand up in yeah. there also. Right, that's right. a whole other thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And so you said he's younger. How much younger are we talking? Three years. Okay. Yeah, that much. Yeah, that's not so bad. So he's thirty-one. Yeah, cool. Because I'm not good at math. It's a good combo. Thirty-one. Yeah. Um, very cool. So you just moved in together. Mm -hmm. So you were together for what? Three years before you moved in together. Yeah, three plus years. Did you like? Just because you know, obviously, like we're women, and like, what's so like? I don't. I'm not in a rush. I'm 29. I'm not in a rush by any means. But I have friends are like, you need to like get it together like you only have a few more years you know what I mean Ugh, it's like I this can't horrible pressure handle that honestly that. makes me want to vomit that's so antiquated it's, and it's yeah, just not it's, it's it's horrific and like everyone's should freeze your freezer eggs like blah, blah, blah. so dating as a 30 like in your 30s did you feel this pressure at all either from within or from society in my to 30s like yeah, like when you had, let's say, made it to the two-year mark okay. with him. Like, were you like, okay, we need to move in? Or no. were you chill enough it It's like- been
2: pretty chill. We're both Taurians, Taurus spirit. Oh, really? He's yes. a Taurus? Yeah, our birthdays are, like, three days from no, one another.
1: Oh, I've never really heard Taurus, of two Taurus. Uh,
2: Taurus crime. So I we think we're both pretty even-keel and yeah. mellow. And for me, my barometer is, like, if I'm having fun and I am happy, I'm very present in the moment. And I find when I get tripped up is when— I start, like, future tripping and advanced storyboarding and doing all that stuff. It's very easy to get into that mindset. But if I can ground into the moment and, like, where we are at the moment, that's where I'm most comfortable. And I find that when I do that, things just tend to, like, things tend to naturally progress in the way that they should as opposed to, like, me trying to force anything.
0: Elizabeth has a Taurus moon, so she's like emotionally stable or whatever. Right, right. I have have no idea what that's (laughs) like,
1: (laughs) but that's the best moon placement. Yeah, like everyone says that. Yeah, it is Um, exalted. So I'm jealous. Yeah, we. When what's your moon? Cancer. Oh, that's also great. Mm -mm. Well, Well, it's very good for. It means like you don't love being on other people's schedules and other people's time, but it means that you make an amazing like partner and mother. Yeah. Well, I don't have any of those things, so that's why it's hard. What do you mean? Like, I'm, like, really sensitive and, like, it's my nature to, like,
0: to want to nurture. And so Mm -hmm. I feel in not exercising that in being single for so long. I see. It can feel out of purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to say when you were, like, I'm not in a rush. Like, I'm 29. I hate that pressure. Like, I totally feel that on, like, a societal, like, righteous feminist level. But I also think that— if there's any part of any young person who thinks that that's something that they're going to want, not that you need to go at it from, like, a fear-based mentality, but to really, like, think about it and consider it and, like, the sooner that you can start being honest about that and, right. like, acting in integrity with that and the choices that you make and the people that you hook up with and spend time with. I think that's wisdom that I would have liked sure. to receive as a younger person because now as a 34-year-old, it's almost, like, in the last two years, I was, like, mm. decided that I wanted that or admitted that I right, wanted that. And it's right. been a hard journey to, like, break down the walls that I created and undo Yep. A lot of the experiences that I had because I wasn't being truthful with myself about, yeah. like, I was being more disposable with people. And mm-hmm. then I created all of this story. So I, it's an interesting balance between, like, I'm not in a rush, but I also know what I want or where I want to go.
1: Yeah, that I actually can't tell you how helpful that is for me because, like <laughs> part like, I have a boyfriend of a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. And part of the reason things have been, like, out of whack for me is because I kind of recently like realized, I I mean, I'm not in a rush, but I want to be married by this year and I want to have a kid by this age. Yeah. And I kind of like sprung that upon him from being like, I don't know. Chilling, whatever. I'm chilling. And then I'm like, well, I'm chilling. But like, if it doesn't happen by this time, that's unacceptable to me. Well,
0: you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah.
1: I think it's great to just
2: know what you want and be grounded in that. Yeah. That's actually great. Totally. But for so long, I would always say this to Steph. I was like, I want to choose that I'm going to hang out and see my person. I don't want to, like, be forced to see them when I get home. I'm an only child. It Mm. was—that's really, like, where my head was at. And then the universe kind of, like, thrusts us into living together in this weird way. She had mold in her apartment and was dying from the inside. (laughs) And so I, like, I had to, like, (laughs) instantly leave at the beginning of this year. And then I moved in with him and his two other boy roommates, so three boys, one girl, one bathroom. Oh, wow. Cute sitcom. And- <laughs> a poor sitcom. A <laughs> <laughs> poor sitcom. <laughs> and and then we landed in, you know, after four and a half months of looking for a place, we landed in this place that is home. And it's so special. And it all happened in this way that I don't think I would have been able to map out. But I love where how it unfolded and where it brought me. And I think that I— Was trepidatious in wanting to make that move. If I'm being honest, like it felt like a scary leap to make because I, it's like a very precious relationship. So I kind of wanted to be mindful of like when's the right time and all of that. Like it was inevitable, but I kind of had to take my hand off the wheel and then it all kind of happened without me doing anything. Right. Which was an interesting thing to now in hindsight be reflecting on.
1: Yeah. And as a tourist, like you don't love change. So there was that too. And also, so funny, our last episode with this. Wonderful woman, Michaela. She was in the same situation when she moved in with her boyfriend. He had like two roommates. They were all like sharing. It was like a walk-up situation. I don't know how she got into that. I have to revisit that. They but, were yeah. just
2: so lovely, and like I didn't
1: have any place to go. Right, and they were right. just like, you,
2: like my boyfriend was like, "You're here now."
1: Yeah. And so, and if you can it, survive in that situation where you're all sharing a bathroom, like obviously you can. Make I can it do anything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm so empowered now. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but be. it was interesting. I did. I mean, we had spoken about we wanted that to happen this year, and I remember having decided that within myself and having really a hard time dialoguing about it. And when I finally did dialogue about it with him last year, it was like I was already had this conversation going and the way I brought it up was like, oh, I've been talking about this for the past 20 minutes, and now I'm just saying it out loud. And he was like, wait, what? It was just, oh, wait. But I think, you know, the words got out, and it all ended up happening the way it did. It's just an interesting thing. But I don't think, to go back to your question, I just don't know if, like, timelines and all of that stuff is, like, beneficial. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it is. It's great to know what you want, but sometimes you need to get out of the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. To let things
2: move along as they should.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's so weird because you'd think like living in New York, no one would be trying to follow a timeline. But I feel like there's this new wave of like, all my friends are married. The reality is,
0: and I hate to say this because I can't believe I'm saying this because it's like a new thing for me to be in this at this age I just turned 34 but just it is like a milestone in a way like you do have a clock like a lot of my friends between the ages of like 33 and 40 have frozen their eggs and I I don't want to do that but just think about the fact that like we have to think about that Mm. like all of and everyone's had their eggs counted like everyone's like okay you know Elizabeth and I both have parents who are moms who were older when they had us, but still it's like, my mom was 36, I'm 34, I'm single. You know what I mean? It's like even if I'm 38 when I have a kid, like that's still pretty old to have a child. You know, we're living in a different time for sure. People have kids when they're in their early 40s, but like they're the lucky ones. A lot of people have to do IVF. There is stuff to think about if you want that kind of life. So it's yeah. just like, and that's why I've been thinking about this so much, because I I liked a guy. I like him, but he's a ghost, but he's 42 and all of his friends are like, he's just not ready. I'm like, must be nice to have a fucking luxury to not be ready for a relationship when you're in your early forties because you have no ticking clock. So you don't have to be ready. You can, you could be ready in 10 years and some fucking 20 year old be ready to take your baby to the
1: baby making. exactly.
0: Like that's great for you. But like, we have to
1: evolve faster and get ready faster because yeah. we only have so much time it's true and that's why so many women who like give me advice will be like just just be with someone like 10 years older like it's the perfect right the perfect situation and I'm right like, like my boyfriend's four months younger than me which is like four years you know? <laughs> yeah and in boyland like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm you just can't like, control who you end up with exactly and like I don't I don't know if I want someone 10 years old. Right. Like, I kind of want to be on the same page about things that, like, you know, came out when we were the same years old and all that I think shit. 10 years is fine. Any more than 10
0: years scares me mm. because at this point, someone who's 20 or year, 15 years older than me is fucking 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, then we're going to have a kid and you're going to be 65 when our kid is 10—like, yeah. All that. Then once
1: the numbers start going, I'm like, right, right. whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. You can't be older than 44 because like, that's too
1: fucking old. Totally. Yeah. And then like on the other hand, I have a friend who's 30 and she's trying to have a baby and she can't. And like she has to go through IVF and like the whole process. And yeah. That's hard. So it's so random. But yeah, it is moving random. on from babies. Okay. Step. Can I call you Steph? <laughs> <getting vaccinated? laughs> yeah. That's my name. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people love like their full name. Yeah. She's not a Liz. Um, Oh, okay. I didn't think you were a Liz. I didn't get that vibe. That's why I I elizabeth you. Thank you. I appreciate Um, that. And I think, like, I I have best friends named Liz, but I feel like Elizabeth is such a beautiful name. It's like, why shorten it, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. I shortened it when I was younger because we were learning cursive. Mm. And I was just like, I can't tackle all those nine letters. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) really hard. A lot. But then, um, so, like, people who've known me way, way back— but there are some people that we're friends with
0: now who call you Liz, and it, like Stephanie knows it, like it's cringe Hot button um, I get like a sick pleasure out of it because I'm like she hates she's melting so down. Funny. That's so funny. But she'll never she'll never be like, hey, by the way, like no, I, I do. I've never heard you be like, I don't like Liz. Hmm. You have? Oh yeah, to, I do that to friends time. or to like all of it. Mm.
2: I've been There's practicing. one person that I'm thinking of that you never correct. I 100% did. You did? Yeah. Okay, good. And it's still, they they ignored it.
1: <laughs> oh, so <wow>. cool. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I actually hate being called my full name, Lindsay. I feel like it's rude. Like, it's like, why are so you, you like mean, mean to me? Any other form. I actually don't really love Lindsay either. But what's a good- Like Lynn or like Linny. Oh, oh yeah. that's I very like that. intimate. It's it's intimate, So I you have to like kind of know you to know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay but- yeah. Lynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah actually my, my best friends call me Linda because the phone autocorrects Lynn's to Linda so it just stuck. Oh, that's funny. But it's like this I just feel like this like old woman like on a typewriter. I love Linda. So. Yes. So <laughs> you your boyfriend, originally there was a boyfriend in the picture because that's how Elizabeth met. That was her. A, that was a very that was a short-lived
0: boyfriend. Okay. For sure. Okay. I like to think of it as the reason that I went through that is so that she could find her guy. Cuz it was so short and it was so not aligned mm-hmm. it was kind of weird because I was going through a thing at that time where I like had I had been single previously to that for like a while as well after like someone that I really loved mm. so I was single but I had like just been doing a bunch of work on myself and I had this notion in my mind that and I'm as a Scorpio like I like to pick mm-hmm. someone like I don't like being pursued I'm not good at it because it feels like I don't have a choice so it's like you can pursue me after I've already decided that you're allowed to
1: that's hard.
0: You know, so it's like, but I have <laughs> to be the one to be like, I've already decided that I like you. It is hard because if I don't know right away, I know that it's not a thing, mm-hmm. 100%. So, but I was going through a thing at this time in 2015 when he, I met this person and he was coming in hot and I was like, maybe the reason why I'm alone is because I don't let people like me. Maybe I have a problem with not like, like I just was experimenting with like a different way of being. And so I let him in and it was only downhill from there
1: (laughs) it was a tough situation we were not well matched at all so what was like your longest relationship thus far
0: I dated in high school I had a boyfriend for two years and Mm -hmm. then I had another boyfriend for two years in Mm -hmm. LA and that's it so two years
1: Mm -hmm. yeah do you feel like after the two-year mark you're just kind of like
0: no I don't think that it's like a time thing I think, like, with my guy in L.A., he had been previously married. And when we got together, he wasn't fully unmarried. I mean, they weren't together, but there was, like, paperwork and drama and, like, a lot of shit. That as, like, a naive 24-year-old, when I met him, I was like, he seems like he's got it together and they'll figure it out. And, like, I just believed that, like, things could seamlessly happen. Which is not true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Bursting bubbles. (laughs) Do not get involved with someone who is, quote, getting divorced. Wait for them to be divorced. If you're meant to be with them, when their divorce is over, you will still be able to start your relationship. You do not need to be fucking involved with someone else's drama. And I did not realize that as a child. And that became so insidious to our relationship that I— Realized I was becoming emotionally out of control because of that situation was so emotionally out of control. And I felt in danger of like ruining something about my life because I was engaged with their drama. So I, I peeled back and broke up with him. And I was, I said, like, if, if when your marriage is over, like we could, I, I never thought, I truly thought we would get back together. And then he ended up dating someone still while he was still getting divorced and that girl started like messaging me and being like how did you deal with us I was like I'm not over this person I don't give you advice like no you don't get to message me I'm still dealing with my own like deconstruction and and like decodependent thing like and then he ended up getting her
1: pregnant no fucking way yeah
0: and so then kept it yeah they had a kid and then they had a tumultuous relationship because again you can't build a fucking house on a rocky foundation like that And then they, everything was all crazy. And then they had sex again. He got her pregnant again. And then after that, I guess he was then like, you know, 40 years old and was like, maybe this is the person I should be with. And so now I don't know what the fuck their situation is. I know they have two kids. Him and I are no longer in contact because I tried to be friends and it was just like, it couldn't happen. So yeah, that was a hard, Mm. weird time for sure
1: definitely weird
0: because I I took a leap of faith of like we're gonna get back together when this is over yeah but I'm glad it's definitely like
1: not yeah now like everyone I mean like I know when I was 24 like I was so naive mm-hmm. about relationships I was just like so optimistic because I was like obsessed
0: with him so I was right. like I don't care right and I wanted it when I wanted it and I like wanted it then and he yeah. even though he was 10 years older than me he wasn't like mature to be like I'm so into you. I want this to happen, but I think it would be better if we wait. Like, that never was on the table. Right. And so no one was leading that in, like, an adult way.
1: So if you feel like you need to kind of, like, pick people, Mm -hmm. how are you finding people that you're going out on dates with today? Like, are you on dating apps? Do you refuse to do that? Or, like, if you do do that, are you the one sending the like? I am on dating apps, but nothing ever happens off apps because – I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, my belief that's
0: creating—my belief that I will not meet someone on an app that's creating. But what has happened a lot of times, actually, is I see someone on the app. Maybe we like each other. Maybe we don't. We never talk. And then I meet them in real life. And I'm like, I saw you on that. And then that becomes, like, a source of conversation. I definitely prefer—I totally meet people in life. That's all, really. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had, like, dry moments— of like not going on dates and not being open to it and just being frustrated and feeling like, I think now I'm kind of getting into a flow where it seems like people are coming in more easily because I've opened myself up to that experience. And now I'm just like wanting to have experiences mm-hmm. with, the, with my eye on like, is this something that I can really do? Am I being fully connected to this? Am I so into this? Or is this just something that's like a for right now thing? But I don't know. I have a hard time with that. I have a hard time with now that I'm older with, like, having sex and having a disconnect.
1: Meaning, like, the second you have sex, you have emotions. I'm just emotions. like, yeah, well, I, yeah. we're in love now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's so, that's why I think, and, like, people kill me for these. I have, like, very strong, almost, like, traditional opinions on, like, relationships and dating. And one of them is, like, you really can't have sex, like, for a little bit. And especially not on the first date when you're meeting them for the first time that day. And the only reason I say that is because of what you just mentioned, which is that it will complicate things. And it's not because, like, oh, don't be a slut. Like, I'm not slut shaming. I think it's amazing to have sex. If you wanna have sex, have sex. But if you wanna have like a connection, I feel like you need to like build that connection. Well, it's
0: hard because there's two things I think about that. Like, I totally agree with you. Like, I just had this experience where like I met a guy, we had amazing sex and then I was like tried to peel back from that and then like date him and I was like couldn't I didn't know where to stand Mm. as far as like my energy was concerned because we had had like so much intimacy and we had this like serious closeness and then you like don't know that person so you have to start from like getting to know you after you like know them and it's like this weird it gave me so much anxiety but on the other hand it's like you also have to know you want to have sex with them. Like, to me, when I don't feel, like, a carnal, like, desire right away, I'm, like— Friend zone. Friend zone. But I guess there's the waiting, even though you feel it. But that's so fucking hard. Like, I
1: don't know. You can treat—like, there's a mix between friend zone and waiting. You can kind of, like, treat them like you're getting to totally. know a friend, you know? And I
0: did that, like, last year I decided because of this— Because I realized that once you have sex with someone, you fully don't see them clearly at all. You project, like, a full reality onto them. If it's
1: good sex. If it's bad sex,
0: you're like, I see you
1: clearly. (laughs) Yeah, we're done.
0: (laughs) Well, for so much of my 20s, I would just have sex with people that I didn't like because of that. Because I was like, well, this is a lot easier than, like, involving myself with something that I could actually care about. Which is Mm. what a lot of the undoing has been about. I see. Because I was like, I can just fuck. And, like, who cares? But then I'd be like, why are you in my house? Like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) like, that's such a bad vibe. But last year I was, like, dating and, like, just making out or, like, going really slow. And it was interesting because a lot of times after, like, three dates, I'd be like, oh, I get you now. And I'm, like, not into you because I'm not clouded. Or, like, I would really want to do it. And then they would be like, we should wait. And then by the time they would want to do it, I would, like, be over it. It was, like— There was some lessons to be learned in the Mm. waiting. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I
2: so see that. But then, like, the first time my boyfriend and I hung out, yeah, but that that's a little that. bit
0: different because you guys were in the same circle for a second. You knew each other. You-ish. You had it met was or peripheral. hung out before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So it wasn't like a full new person. I agree. Right? I think
1: like when you're when you're meeting literally that night for the date and you're like, hi, I'm Lindsay. Oh, yeah. And like, you Funny. know, I, like if you had sex that night, it's like. It's done. Oh no, I've God. never
0: done. That's too much. My for thing
1: me. was because of a wedding. This right. recent one. oh well, wedding sex is different. That's a yeah. different. Yeah. That's in a different, um, totally different zone. ball game. Like you're like going through a lot of emotional. But I wasn't going through
0: any emotion. No, but
1: just like you're at the wedding and like you're crying and they're walking down the aisle and like you're thinking about yourself and like your wedding. And it's like, funny because I, I didn't just, like, think it's, like, about wedding crashers. So, okay, so I've had that where
0: I've had like yeah. fake wedding boyfriend. Right, like with Joe, my, the meatball. Mm-hmm. Like he was like my <laughs> Joe the meatball is like my like good friend from home. Right. Who, like we started having sex like when we were in like college and then like literally slept together on and off for like a decade Mm. and then one time we went to a wedding together and then that made us like be in real contact right (laughs) to the point where like you know we then were like every time we'd be in the same city we'd hook up and it was that was that which was different this was, like—and I felt things. It was, like, my friends from home, like, my first wedding. And I was, like, now you're my person at this wedding. Right. But with this one, I was—it wasn't like that. Like, it was not like that it at It was all. just like a—you guys were going to hook up. It was just, like, a fun thing. And I didn't—I wasn't, like—because it's at a wedding. I just was, like, oh, you're just here. And, like, yeah. what am I going to do, like, not? Right. But then coming back to L.A., it was, like, now what?
1: What happened with Joe?
0: <laughs> okay, so Joe— and I kind of started, like, getting a little bit more serious. And he—we would, like, him every day. He's this Meatball? Meatball. Just to—we yeah.
2: Yeah. don't Joe name the them. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so he came to L.A. He got, like, a Malibu house. We, like, spent a whole weekend together. It was, like, really fun. And then that's when we were like, okay, are we kind of dating? And then we were going to another wedding in Florida. Although we're, like, wedding—full-on, like, a wedding relationship. It's like that movie. Yeah. And then he—this is kind of sad— I got to the wedding and he was like sick and doing drugs and was like so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> he was just in this like full on like sweaty cocaine oh, <laughs> like God. and literally sick like he'd been sick like yeah. weeks prior to that and was like being real like handsy and Italian with oh, me God. and like wanting to like fuck and I was just like, "Joe, you're like Because I'd known him for so long. I was like, you're fucking grossing me out so much. Like, you need to step off of it. Demerit. And then I ended up getting drunk and, like, making out with someone else at that wedding. And then I think Joe found out. And then we, like, didn't really talk at all until, like, a few months later where I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I feel like I was rude to you. And it just wasn't meant to really, like, be a thing. But yeah, I don't know. He what? was sweaty and cokey and I wasn't. Into yeah, it. I would not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like I love him. Yeah, of course. But I just, again, was like, I can't.
1: What signs do you typically date or does it vary? It definitely
0: varies. I don't know that I have like a I, I would say I don't date Leo's except for my high school boyfriend. And I don't date Aries. And I don't date. Well, I've dated an Aquarius, but it wouldn't be my preference. But everybody else, I think I'm pretty good with.
1: That makes sense. It's yeah, a Scorpio. yeah.
0: Aries, I feel like is too much and like yep. lacks a depth. And then Leo is like so fucking obsessed with themselves; it's insane, ridiculous. And then Aquarius is hard to connect with emotionally.
1: Yeah, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> but I'm a Libra, so right. it's like. So am I. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it works. (laughs) So it's
0: perfect. You know, it's you know, it could be whatever someone's moon sign, their Venus. Mm. Like, there's a lot of different things at play, but that's been like my general experience. Right, I get that. Leos are hot.
1: Oh, for sure. But my like but example the of worst. a Leo
0: is like, I've, when you're having sex with a Leo, they're looking at their own body.
1: Yeah, like they're like, like they're like at them on top of you. They're hair. like, damn, yeah, like, I yeah, look yeah. so good, and you're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: King. Like, terrible, <laughs> yeah. terrible.
1: I literally every Leo that I've been with like has a hundred percent cheated on me. Like, I don't even know for sure, but I know for sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. just, I feel like. And, like, no disrespect to my Leo guy friends because I have tons of them. Yeah. And they're great friends. But I think as partners, like, they really think that they are the king, king and of like, the jungle. Have many queens, 100%. princesses, whatever it is. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Or kings, whatever you guys Sure, want. Exactly. <laughs> or other kings. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything. Okay. So now I want to revisit some of the questions that other people asked me to ask you guys. Ooh. Okay. So listener generated. Someone asked, 33-year-old female mm-hmm. dating a 26-year-old male. Hot. Is that too much of an age gap? No. Well, do you think it's too much of an age gap? I think it depends on what we were talking about before. Like, if this person has some timeline in their mind and whatnot. Well, I was asking them. Oh, right. I would ask, to like, that yeah, yeah, yeah. right, person is that, right, person, right. Having, asking, maybe. Is that right. person
2: having fun and does it feel great? I think that there mm. is, like— Scientifically speaking, there just is a window of, like, the male development Mm. at 26 versus a 33-year-old woman.
0: However, point-counterpoint— Nothing is better than a young fucking guy in his sexual prime fucking you when you're hitting your sexual prime as a woman because our shit gets better after we turn 30. Their shit gets worse. So true. So get a young guy who's like can fuck many times because
1: you're not going to get that
0: from older guys.
1: So true. And it's so funny. When I was like 21 and dating, I used to think that like a guy was- like, a real adult man, like, mature at 26. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that so oh, funny? Totally. Oh, oh. Like, looking back, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Totally. That's so bizarre. Okay, we're going to ask some poll questions, okay. which I feel like are more interesting. So we do these poll questions on our Instagram, and they're either very specific because people submit them, or they're more general because I come up with them, or a mix of both. Okay. You just got out of a seven-year relationship, mm-hmm. and your ex is Venmoing a ton— I don't know if you've ever Venmo stalked someone, Yeah, it's make real. your fucking transactions private, everyone. Right, That's right. my like, public service doing? announcement. Yeah. Venmoing a ton with a person four years younger of their desired sex. Is this a new love interest or just a friend?
2: They're kicking it.
1: Yeah. For sure. Obviously. But like, also, why? why isn't he paying for her? <laughs> She's four years younger. Yeah, you got <laughs> like, lucky getting out of that relationship. Literally. Oh my God, I should have responded and told that person <laughs> that. <laughs>
0: That's so sad that like Venmo stalking is just Ugh. another way to make us feel like shit. Exactly, <laughs> I hate there's that. so
1: many ways. <laughs> it's so sad. It's it's crazy. Wow. Do guys talk about? Do you think guys talk about their dating lives with their guy friends? Oh yeah, I yes. do. Yeah. So to get more specific, what kinds of things do guys talk about with their guy friends? I think it depends on the type of guy. Yeah. Some guys talk about
0: like that they like someone and they're being cool about it, and some guys talk about it in a fucking filthy like locker room type way yeah it just depends on the person Mm. but I talk to my guy friends and like a lot of my guy friends turn to me to talk about dating which I like because it's like that means that they're wanting like a sensitive opinion and Mm -hmm. they're trying to be like a good person right and I think sometimes they feel maybe not comfortable being vulnerable with one another so maybe it's more that they talk to their girlfriends about it is my final answer
2: yeah I like that I would say, yeah, I feel like my exposure to these conversations were me have been me being brought into the fold for an opinion. Yeah. So. Right.
0: Okay. And you, yeah. uh, also just mm-hmm. like as an ad, a lot of girls I think are jealous when guys have girlfriends and that's a very big mistake. A lot of girls. Get jealous when they start dating a guy and he has friends who are girls. Oh,
1: that's so stupid. And that's oh very my, dumb. It's so moronic. It's a good sign. It's such a good. Yeah. Oh, my my boyfriend has so many girlfriends. Yeah. And they're all like my friends. Now. Exactly. Also, like, they would have dated. Totally. Exactly. Or maybe they've already... Exactly. And it wasn't the thing. Whatever. Totally. Do you check your exes and exes' new significant others' Instagram? I used to. I mean... Check his Facebook, because that was when Facebook was a thing. One, like,
2: (laughs) finds their way there. Right. But, I mean, it's there. Why not? We had a friend who he's dating someone new, and our other friend who is dating him, she had... Checked out the new girlfriend's Instagram stories, and then she blocked her. Oh, and right. we were oh like, God. "Relax, everybody does this." And yeah. she's like,
1: "That's on her." I'm sorry, she should have done it from a different account, like a private. Fair.
2: but it just like See, I just feel like to make that a thing, like she said something to the boyfriend about it. She's like, "Your ex girlfriend looked at my stories." It's like one duh. time, Who not would like she's
1: living there? No, but uh, uh, trust me, I think that she was that was bitchy and like cunty to do. But like every girl does it. So you just have to be smarter about yeah, it. Yeah, but I think like, that I think thing, she friends. has no conne- like
2: romantic connection yeah, anymore. Was, so it's just so, curiosity,
1: especially if she has no romantic connection anymore. She should make a fake. No, Instagram. because she that's wasn't too much. She, yeah, that, no, to me, no, that's no, 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 so no.
0: extra. Like it's not like she was like, now what I need to do is check out my ex and his girlfriend. She was just like on Instagram, that, saw something tagged, followed the fucking rabbit hole, and then was like, all oh yeah, but but I hole. think
1: I do think that it's like. Why give that girl the satisfaction?
0: You know what See, I mean? I don't care about that. I think it's, it's yeah. if anything, she should take it well, as like obviously a compliment. That girl yeah. Didn't
1: take it as a compliment. I it know. Made it like a full thing. the guy, made it a drama. <laughs> like, but that's
0: on her. That to me shows immaturity and yeah, insecurity yeah, yeah, on her yeah. girlfriend. Definitely. If it were me, I'd be like, look away, bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah me too. No, no, bye, I'd be like, be out here. <laughs> <laughs> like we all do
1: this. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I like when Instagram wasn't a thing and Facebook like was barely a thing. I used to check my ex's voicemails. Oh, which is so psycho i checked my ex's email. Because his password was like his birth date. It was like yeah. 0425 or some shit. Yeah. and You're like, or oh, um, some shit. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. But if I <laughs> say it, <or whatever>, <laughs> I'm like, I'm You know, whatever. Um, and it was so satisfying because him and his new girlfriend would fight over me all the time. Like hilarious. fight about me all the time. That's and hilarious. he was still talking to me. Yeah. And she had like this raspy voice. And like, I have a pretty low voice, but hers was like very raspy. And she'd like... Leave him voice boss and she'd be like, I know you were talking to her. Like <laughs> oh, I no. saw the thing and I'd be so satisfied. That's like sitting there sick. And listening to the It was really sick. I like never, I, I like did it. I tried to check it like six months ago and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like there's something here. I, I had think
2: if an, I was I had an ex-boyfriend or ex-boyfriend of mine, his ex-girlfriend. So then when we started dating, she started a Facebook group about me. Cause I used to be a, a burlesque dancer, and she was like The name of it was my, I hate my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. And then this, in the copy of the description, it was like, and she's a stripper and blah, blah, blah. And like went in on me. And I was, I had gone to like an art school at first. Are you a stripper? So I didn't, no. Oh. (laughs) But open to it. And um, (laughs) at this point, (laughs) I don't know now, but at the time I definitely should have leaned in. And I had like, I didn't even have my own Facebook yet because I was at like an art school and this was like first version of Facebook when right. you were at like a big 10 college would have it and so then like I got onto Facebook and that was like the first thing I saw was this f- it was insane
1: that's so fucked up yeah and that's like so her bullying. whole sorority
2: joined it Ugh.
1: ew rude ew I hate that young people are so fucking stupid so stupid like I'm
0: sorry but who has the time for that yeah no I
2: think it was just like cool to start a group
1: online right like a chat ro- evolved chat room it was, room. You know, it was yeah. cool at that point <laughs> Okay, Elizabeth, this is more for you just because you're in a relationship at the moment, but when you have a a relationship issue, are you more likely to talk to a friend who's also in a relationship or a single friend? Mm,
2: It depends. It depends, like, both. Right. I think they're both good. It depends, like, if I need, like, like, Steph for me is such a pillar for just point of view and perspective, and she knows me so well that I would kind of— I go to her about everything. So right. it's more like the person and, like, what they're offering. And just because right. I'm not in one now, don't
0: mean I don't know nothing yeah, about yeah, she know? Yeah, totally. she knows totally. stuff. But, yeah. like, it's
2: also when my boyfriend and I first moved in together, I had some challenges of just, like, cohabitating. And mm. apparently that's normal. No one talks about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, wait, what? what it like, everyone her- always
1: almost breaks up the week they move in together.
2: See, this was news to me, so I was having an (laughs) internal meltdown. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, that's a full fact. Okay, cool. Full fact. Like, every single person I know who's moved in with their partner has told me that. Okay, is it a red red flag if you have a magical whirlwind first week together, and then they ask you to be their girlfriend after a week? Is it a red flag?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, here's the thing. It could be or it could not be. You don't know. I would say, is that person a recovering alcoholic? If they're recovering addiction transfer, if they're transferring mm-hmm. their addiction, then maybe, or you maybe just
1: met someone magical. Yeah, I actually so disagree. I think it's such a red flag because any, I mean, maybe unless they're but like some 40, people have, you know? ha- have that experience, right? Unless they're forty, but it usually is the case that like you'll have this magical weekend and like the, you'll rush into things and like it'll end just how it started, like very quickly.
0: There's that. But there are the special stories where you're like, yeah, we just met and it was like a thing. Yeah. Who knows? But in my experience, usually when you rush into something, it's someone that is a recovering
1: alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no sure. Or shade, just someone but. who like has some other like just an addictive Trying to personality. Fill addictive. personality. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming we went over those four minutes. So we're gonna end the way we usually end our episodes with a quote that you guys love or just like a piece of advice that you can share with us. Oh, on the spot. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we say this, our show
2: is wellness focused and we always say there's like no one right way to do anything. We like to present just like all the options and then form your own toolkit. And I would say in your line of questioning today, which is super interesting, I think that it's great to have other people's experience inform your experience, but there's no one right way.
1: Yeah.
0: I like that a lot. Well, my quote, I can't remember, which is unfortunate. My piece of advice, I think I started with it, which is is what I've been learning, which is that, like, it's okay to want a relationship or it's okay to not want a relationship. But, like, to be clear with yourself is really, really important. I feel like I spent a lot of years, like, denying that I wanted something because I was afraid and I had a lot of judgments around, like, what that was because of what I had known And it's cool that I'm learning it now, but it's also tough to learn it now because there's, like, like we were talking about, there's, like, something at stake, which is, like, the future my future where before I was, like, you really don't realize you're getting older until suddenly you're, like, oh, my God, like, next year I'm going to be 35 and then then I'm going to be 50. You know, like, it happens really fucking fast. So just work on – your shit so that you can meet someone dope because you don't want to end up in the fucking bad relationship because you're in a bad place so many people settle because they just don't want to be alone and I just feel like that's really sad like wait it's worth I think it's worth waiting but you also need to be like not just being like everyone sucks it's like if you're meeting someone that sucks like all the time
1: that's on you you suck yeah
0: facts (laughs) so figure that
1: out yeah Thank you guys so much. What you seek is seeking you. Linda, <laughs> we love you. Thank Wait, you for having us. Where can everyone listen to that? So Retrograde, follow you guys, we et cetera, et cetera? We are also part of the Dear Media family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And we're on every Thursdays. If yep. Yep. On every Thursdays. Yep, and yep. on Instagram, we're at So Retrograde. Mm-hmm. And I'm Elizabeth Cott.
1: I'm Stephanie Simbari amazing yeah thanks guys thank, thank you. you if you enjoyed the episode write us a review and check out our website we met at acme.com for more information on our upcoming shows one of them is january 28th in dc so check it out okay thanks guys have a good one